fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market laissez-faire capitalist society allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I got to admit, today my head is spinning. I am a little bit dizzy. I am a little bit disoriented. I am a little bit confused. And it's not because of a sickness. It is not because of COVID-19, which is the first response by many people. Oh, no, he's got COVID. No, no, it's nothing like that. I'm not dehydrated. I'm not sick, although I'm still recovering a little bit from the cold I had last week. But now outside of that, I feel great. But I am dizzy. I am disoriented. I'm telling you, the political spin that's going on in today's world is making things just a little bit loopy. And it hurts your brain sometimes. Because how hard they try and twist themselves into a pretzel to make things make sense that don't actually make sense is not only entertaining to watch, it's dangerous and it's stupid because people actually fall for it. Hey, welcome into the show. I am Andy Hoosier. This is The Voice of Reason, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio station. But we are all over the country. Multiple radio stations, multiple TV stations, live streaming, podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. Your Millennial General reporting for duty. What a show we have lined up for you today. It's going to be a fun one. Gregory Wrightstone, author of the book Inconvenient Facts and head of the CO2 Coalition. We've had him on many times before. Uh, you may know him because he's on a lot of national talk shows and national platforms. We had him on first when he first came out with his book, when he first came out with his app, Inconvenient Facts, and his website, inconvenientfacts.xyz. We were one of the first ones to get him on the show on a semi-national basis as we continue to grow as a show. And then all the other shows picked him up. So obviously, you know, we had to be the uh, trademark and landmark for him there. But he's a great guy. He's a great friend. We'll get him on the show as we do uh, semi-consistently. We'll talk about some climate change issues. We'll talk about the Build Back Better plan if it's still lingering out there, the infrastructure plan, some of the weird weather that we saw at the end of 2021 and going into predictions for what the climate may look like of 2022 and have some fun with him on that front. Right now, though, my head, again, it's spinning. I am dizzy. I am disoriented, not because of an illness, but because of the political spin going on today. I can't believe it. How stupid do you have to be to contradict yourself in the same sentence? And no, Joe Biden, I'm not talking about you today. I want to be clear. I'm not going nuts. I'm not talking about you, Joe Biden. You're not the focus of attention here. Can you stop it? Stop it. Stop it now. (laughs) Uh, No, I'm talking about the great show that I'm sure everybody watches because everybody loves the chatty Kathy hens that are... I'm talking, of course, about The View, where apparently Whoopi Goldberg... Got tested positive for COVID-19. Ah, I know. I know. Now, the here's the thing. She is triple vaxxed, and she doesn't quite understand why. she's. We, I don't want it to focus on COVID all day because I know people are sick of it, but there's crazy news out there about COVID. So let's get it out of the way today, shall we? Whoopi Goldberg on The View today talking about why she's got COVID and how she just doesn't understand why. And it was like, wait, what? Well, it was a, it was a shock because, you know, I'm triple vaxxed. I haven't been anywhere. I haven't done anything. But that's the that's the thing about the Omicron. You just don't know where it is. You don't know where it is, who's got it, 
who's passing it. So, you know, it's one of those things where you think I've done everything I was supposed to do. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't um, it doesn't stop Omicron. And that's the problem with a variant because it gets stronger and does different stuff to you. So, you know, unless everybody gets vaccinated, this is what we're going to be facing for the next, uh, you know, know, little while. I love that background, too. I know. I know. Let me tell you, there are some extremely emotional people that are in the talk radio land or just in talk shows altogether, radio and TV, or just in the the commentary. One of the worst things I had ever heard in my entire life was progressive talk radio. I was in high school. I was actually working at a feed store at the time selling, you know, bales of hay and, you know, grain and pallets of feed for horse feeds and cattle feeds and everything. And people would come in and I would load those up. And one of our clients, this fun side story here, one of my one of the clients that would come in all the time had sheep and asked me one time, hey, we're getting older. We need some help. Can you help shear our sheep and we'll pay you? Cool. OK, I've never done it, but sure, I can help out. I just need to be the muscle to hold down the sheep while, it, you know, they shear the sheep and do their thing. So I get there. And they're like, all right, we got to wrap some things up in the house. Just hang out in the barn here, get ready, and uh, we'll be out in just a minute. We'll bring out all the equipment. And I'm sitting in there, and this was during the Bush era. I'm sitting in there, and they had on the radio, talk radio in the barn, and I'll never forget it. Worst experience I ever had with progressive talk radio. I never heard it before, for one. They were sitting there, and someone called into whatever show it was, have no clue what it was. Someone called in bawling, like literally bawling their eyes out to the host. George W. Bush is the most evil human being on the face of the earth. He started this crazy, horrible war in the Middle East, and he doesn't even care about the soldiers that are dying. He didn't even show up to the funeral of a soldier. Which, agree, disagree about the use of needing to go in the Middle East, whatever. The host, instead of knowing that this is bad radio and keeping it short and concise, be like, all right, thanks for the concern, going on to the next call, doing whatever, trying to keep it short and concise and sweet, and okay, we got the point across. I know. I know, it's just terrible, isn't it? It was so terrible. It's George W. He's just not a human being. He has no emotion in any way, shape, or form. It drove me nuts. I will never forget that show. Because then I realized that Air America went off the air shortly after that. They went bankrupt because no private business wanted to finance a progressive talk uh, syndicate that talked about raising taxes and regulations on the private industry and small business. So it didn't last long, obviously. So they had to go to, of course, NPR and government radio where they're funded by subsidies because that's their only home where they can stay functional in any way, shape or form. This is what I get. That's the mindset that I get from this Whoopi Goldberg clip. And she's like, I don't understand. I've been triple vaxxed. I don't go anywhere. I don't do anything, but yet I tested positive. I can't be in the studio with you guys, so I'm at home. I've been triple vaxxed. That's what happens with Omicron because the vaccines don't stop Omicron, but yet that's what happens when unvaccinated people are out there spreading around the virus. Now, I'm again... My brain's been hurting today because I'm trying to wrap my head around what she actually tried to say here. And it was like, wait, what? <laughs> what? It was a, it was a shock because, you know, I'm triple vaxxed. Uh, I haven't been anywhere. I haven't done anything. But that's the that's the thing about the Omicron. You just don't know where it is. You don't know where it is. Who's got it? Who's passing it? So, you know, it's one of those things where you think I've done everything I was supposed to do. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't um, it doesn't stop Omicron. And that's the problem with a variant because it gets stronger and does different stuff to you. So, you know, unless everybody gets vaccinated, this is what we're going to be facing 
for the next, uh, you know, know, little while. I know, I know. So let me get this straight. You have been triple vaxxed, but yet you got it. So you have to quarantine so you can't spread it because as a triple vaxxed individual, you got the Omicron variant, which is, by the way, yes, it's uh, more contagious, but yet less severe because it's a head cold is what Omicron actually is. So the vi- the vaccine didn't stop you from actually getting it and you can't go along and be around other people and you have to quarantine so you don't spread it. But unvaccinated people are the cause for spreading it around while you're sitting at home completely vaccinated, triple vax, and you don't want to spread it around to other people, but it's the unvaccinated people's fault. So this is the stupid, ignorant, completely mindless, clueless dummies that are in talk uh, talk shows right now that are in the media telling you how to live your life. It's insane how you can have such a small clip, and it's not Joe Biden again that we're making fun of here. This is someone who's, I'm okay, I retract that. They're not intelligent in any way, shape, or form, but this is someone different other than Joe Biden or AOC, where they're trying to tell you what's really going on in the world. But yet, they contradict themselves within a 20-second span. It's unbelievable. Then you have, I mean, take this and just blow it up to the grander scale, shall we? Let's go to the 30,000-foot view. We have... Fauci still advocating for social distancing, still advocating for mask mandates, still advocating for the vaccines, while they admit that the vaccines don't stop the Omicron variant because it's a different strain. And while it's more contagious, it's less severe. Let's get that correct. There's a head count right now on Drudge Report with how stupid those guys are right now, uh, showing the number of cases compared to last year because Omicron is airborne and therefore it is more contagious. But yet hospital rates aren't really going up. There are no new deaths. Right? Even if they try to say hospital rates are going up, death rates aren't going up in any way, shape, or form. So tell me again why we're panicking about this. But yet go get vaccinated so the vaccine doesn't work and you can still social distance and still follow all the guidelines. I'm telling you, this is mad. And, and Fauci, while admitting that Omicron is less severe, he still came out, according to Fox News, and said that now Omicron is responsible for 95% of all COVID-19 cases, and he's not backing down on or lessening any of the restrictions. Ron DeSantis, on the other hand, again, God bless the state of Florida, came out and, uh, quote, I have to be honest, vaccinations are not stopping the Omicron spread. Wild, because point in case, Whoopi Goldberg on The View had to admit it, saying that it didn't work, and she's followed all the rules, completely baffled, on why she still got it, which we could have told you that, because the vaccines don't work there, but yet we still have to have vaccines. I got a message from one of our listeners, and I want you to do this too. If it happened in your area or if it's happened in one of your work environments, please, please email me at network at gmail.com, network at gmail.com, and let me know some of the policies that are happening in your business and your workplace right now. Uh, one of our listeners, tip to uh, listener Shane, who sent me this with his uh, with his work right now? I'm not going to say the name or anything. They're starting to implement again the vaccine mandates, and here's the crazy part. And I hope it sounds like there's been a mass walkout. A lot of people starting to leave the company because of this. They've re-implemented the mask policy for everybody. Now they came back and were like, "Oh, by the way, if you live if you work in a cubicle, you don't have to, but everybody else you do. You have to work. Uh, you have to get the mask mandate for both vaccinated and unvaccinated individuals. And then you have a certain deadline on which you have to either get vaccinated, in which case then you do not need to wear the mask, or you don't and you get daily tested or weekly tested or whatever they have, and you still have to wear your mask. Which I very quickly pointed out, why do you have to wear a mask now for everybody vaccinated or unvaccinated and then have a deadline to then you can decide whether you get vaccinated and not wear a mask or 
not get vaccinated and still wear a mask and get tested. Because that doesn't make any sense. Why then would you implement a mask mandate right now? That's stupid. Again, the policy and the desperation to try and do something, and it really goes down to that deeper level, that deep core value level that happens every time there's a mass shooting, that happens every time the economy goes bad, happens every time oil prices and gas prices go up, happens every time something bad happens at the school, or every time bad, something bad happens in the community. The people, some people, the sheeple people, we'll call them that, the sheeple people, go to the government and say, something bad happened, please do something. We don't care what it is. We don't care whether it's effective or not. We don't care whether it actually works or not. Just do something. So the government, feeling obligated to do so because they were elected to do something, has to sit there, do their panel discussion, create some type of investigative committee, try to sit around in in the talking block, and they say, all right, let's pass some type of resolution or some type of bill or some type of policy to do something to look like we're actually acting upon this. For too long, we've relied on government to fix our issues instead of just fixing them ourselves. Now with the businesses that are starting to re-implement these things because of so many Omicron variant cases, let me reinforce the mindset. Do not fall for the fear tactics right now and do not make it easier for the government to reinstitute policies at the federal level or even the state level to tell you how to run your business. If you make some decisions, make sure they're based on fact, make sure they're based on common sense and reason, and make sure they're based on ways to make your people actually happy and productive in the workforce, not running people out and then wondering why your productivity actually goes down the crapper. Just throwing it out there. That would be the responsible thing to do. No, making everybody wear a mask and then making a deadline for vaccines is not the best way to handle your business operation and then wondering why everybody's leaving. That doesn't make any sense. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back, and we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss 
part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Unfortunately, I don't want to talk about COVID anymore. It drives me nuts. It's stupid. It's so blown out of proportion in so many levels. It's just a little ridiculous. But, unfortunately, they're using it for the continued political propaganda because they're sinking in the polls. The Biden administration's poll numbers and approval ratings are down. The Republicans were favored to win the majority in Congress again in the midterm elections. According to the latest USA Today poll, take it with a grain of salt. It shows that GOP loses their lead in the generic congressional ballot. I don't think that's true. We'll get to that in here in just a second. But they're still trying to use this to piggyback on. They lost their Build Back Better plan. Joe Manchin admitted in the Senate right now that there is no uh, negotiations going on for the Build Back Better plan with the Biden administration to try and make that one happen. So the social programs, they wanted to expand the child tax credit, the, a.k.a. the universal basic income they wanted to happen and extend this year, isn't happening as of right now. they got to find a new way to do it. They couldn't do it on their own as their own bill for a future policy plan to make America great or to make it better, whatever their build back better you know rhetoric was they can't use it on its own so they have to piggyback it onto something else and use the same old talking points again i got to admit politics is getting old and stale because they're not doing anything fresh or new they're regurgitating the same garbage kind of like a like a rerun of a sitcom that you've seen 400 times and that's saying something for me by the way because i enjoy my reruns i have Everybody remember back in the 90s, I have Home Improvement. I have all eight seasons on DVD. I watch them constantly. I have Everybody Loves Raymond. Love that show. Have all of them on DVD. Watch it constantly. Do you know, do you know how many times I've re-watched over and over and over again all eight or nine seasons? What is it? Eight, nine? I think it's nine seasons of 24. Now, not the new season where it wasn't Jack Bauer, but all of the old ones. I have all of them on DVD. I've seen them so many times that I could name... Every character, my wife gets mad at me so many years later we watch a movie. I'm like, hey, that's that person, and they they did this in 24. I don't know their actor's name, but I know their name from 24. I've seen it so many times. I love reruns, so it's it's saying something. When you finally get tired of the stale rhetoric that just gets repeated nonstop ad nauseum from the Democrats because they have nothing new to do. They're piggybacking COVID onto their new economic platform. They couldn't do it on their own as their own singular basis and platform for the Build Back Better. So now, here's the headline from MSN.com. Congress is weighing a fresh stimulus package for restaurants and other businesses as Omicron rages. So, people getting the sniffles means that it still need to quarantine, shut everything down, lock everything down, social distance everyone, hurt the private sector again, give them another stimulus package as an excuse to pass a massive social spending package where they'll throw all the things they wanted to from Build Back Better into this one, say it's about COVID like they've done before, and then say that if you don't pass it, then you just want people to die from COVID-19. It's their new strategy. 
They found out a way to get around the system and to get everybody's support for it. If Republicans don't do it, then you don't care about people that are suffering from COVID and all the businesses that are being impacted from COVID. And if Democrats don't support it, then they're hating the social programs that they say that they support. It's a win-win for them. They love it. At the same time, they're still working on the election bills we've talked about the last couple of days with the voting rights bill that they talk about. And Eric Swalwell, that Yahoo, was on MSNBC just a day or so ago and saying that if Republicans do win the midterm elections, that elections as we know it in the Democratic process will be dead. Chris, I'm worried that if Republicans uh, win in the midterm elections, uh, that voting as we know it in this country uh, will be gone. Wow. Now, of course, that's because of the states actually putting in, you know, voter ID laws to verify who you are and actually limiting the amount of early voting because there's an election day for that and trying to limit the amount of uh, laws from the centralized government of voting laws that they want to implement to try and get rid of any type of restriction so anybody can vote, including illegal aliens and so on and so forth. But they're so desperate to not lose the midterm elections The fear tactics are being cranked up to that dial to 12 right now. If Republicans win, then the elections as we know it are dead. And, oh, by the way, we'll just give you a whole bunch of more stuff with another social spending stimulus package to help you as the economy, even though you don't need it because we should just open things up. We're going to keep it shut down, say it's COVID, pass our new social programs bill. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right you are. Welcome back into the program. Halfway through already trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5-pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation, one radio listener at a time. Your political therapist trying to work through all the frustrations and madness. I'm telling you, I started off with the show dizzy, disoriented, with a massive headache. Not medically speaking, but politically speaking because the political spin is absolutely insane. And... It's crazy to watch how much they try to twist themselves into pretzels just to advocate for their agenda. Welcome into the show. Multiple radio stations, multiple TV stations, live streaming and podcasting. Again, want to say howdy to the OpsLens team, OpsLens.com. You can download the OpsLens app as well, the live streaming on the OpsLens social media site. I do have some of the chat rooms up and open that I'm watching right now and monitoring. If you want to leave comments, I'd always love to hear from you. You can always email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or check out the show page at HoosierReason.com. I want to get right to our guest. Always excited to have this guy on the program. 
What's trending today? And for those that may be new to him, uh, he's a semi-regular guest on the show. We had it first before he went off and and uh, went to all these bigger shows as well. But we love having him on. He's a great guy. He is a geologist, executive director for the CO2 Coalition. Also, his book, Inconvenient Facts. You can find it online at inconvenientfacts.xyz. Excited to have back on the program, Gregory Wrightstone. Greg, Happy New Year to you, my friend. How are you? Oh, back at you. Really good. Good, good, good. We're just doing... Uh... Uh, was on with Candace Owens last month, which drove book sales. And now she's no, she's no Andy, but you know, she's, you you know, uh, she's cuter than Andy though. I'll I'll throw it out there to that. And she's so gracious. She is. She is wonderful. She is in the person. She's just as gracious as you you can imagine. So I had to name drop there real quickly, but, uh, but yeah, glad to be back on with you. We're always talking about climate change and there's, there's always at least one or two things every week that's, it's always something. Usually bad. Yeah, it's always something. Right now we have now before we get into what's moving forward this year, I want to talk about uh, the media had a heyday with all the wild weather that we had wrapping up 2021. We had obviously some tornadoes in like December which was uh, a little strange. We had the unseasonably warm. It was 60 70 degrees for my Christmas here in Wichita, Kansas where I'm based out of and then this week it dropped down to like 30 degrees right now. So and tomorrow's supposed to be like a high of like 10. So uh, that's kind of nice, but is this different is this unusual and is this because of our man-made climate change that the democrats panic about all the time no absolutely not in fact we we see with uh if we look at greenhouse gas warming and we're in a warming trend as you you and i've talked about for many um i've probably been on with you 15 or 20 times over the last four years and and yes we admit you and i know we're in a generalized warming trend it's been it's been warming for more than 300 years, long before we the first Model T rolled off the uh, the assembly line, before any SUVs, before we already started adding CO2. So we had 250 years of warming. Uh, but, you know, CO2 is increasing. It's probably due to us burning fossil fuels. And green, CO2 is a greenhouse gas, so it has a warming effect on the atmosphere. We just don't think it's – I think it's very, very modest and greatly overwhelmed by the same natural forces driving temperatures uh, since the dawn of time. But these greenhouse gas warming effects actually serve to decrease severe weather events. And that's because severe weather is not driven by increasing temperature, but rather differentials temperature. In other words, the hotter it is bucking up against cold weather, that's what creates the the severe weather. For example, the big tornado outbreak last month that killed so many people. Yeah. It, was, it was the warm Gulf Coast weather coming in and what was above it was extremely cold uh, uh, weather coming in uh, from the northwest over the Rocky Mountains. And it was that contrast between the warm air beneath and that very cold air above that led to those terrible tornadoes. And so we see actually a decrease in severe weather events. We see that uh, in the United States alone, we've seen a nearly 99% increase or excuse me, decrease in severe weather related deaths. Wow. Now, granted, a lot of that, no one disputes that. that That's documented information. But, again, most of that is due to better reporting. You know, a siren goes off. You hear there's a tornado. Get to the basement. Right. Uh, so, we, you know, there's a, there's a Category 4 hurricane that's going to hit Galveston in, in two days. You better leave. And so we, a lot of this is attributed to better reporting. But what we're hearing from the media, isn't it, that severe weather deaths are increasing, that uh, heat-related deaths are increasing, and, and just about every case we look at, 
What we find is just the opposite of what we're being told. For example, for temperature-related deaths, uh, study after study shows anywhere from 15 to 20 times as many people die due to cold as due to heat. So think about that. What Global warming, if you just look at that data, global additional global warming would save lives. Yeah. And again, it's opposite of what we're being told. Yeah, that's wild. And you would think that actually the numbers would go up because just like crime rates where they say, oh, you know, crime didn't really go up over the years. It was because of being able to track it better with better technology, with cameras, with things going on. We can actually report things in an easier manner that we can find the little mishaps that we never knew were happening before. So crime wasn't really going up. It was, you know, it's just plateaued. Here we're actually seeing it going down. Well, it is, but but there's a manipulation of the data. And this is how I'm going to say we're going to have they in hockey in air quotes sure. uh, is they are telling you one thing and they're, they're, they're misrepresenting this to playing statistical tricks. Uh, for example, the recent tornadoes uh, there, I, in my book and as recently as a year ago on the NOAA website, national oceanic and atmospheric administration website, their chart showed uh tornadoes that were, and these were the, the biggest tornadoes, E3 and 4 and 5, the biggest tornadoes were in decline over the last 40 or 50 years. That, they, that was on their site. If you go to their site today, their chart shows an increase in tornadoes. And that's because um, it wasn't until 1993 that we had a complete Doppler radar forecasting across the entire country. Now we can pick up every single tornado that no matter how big it is, right. we know it. All right. Before that, they were gradually adding more and more stations. They the, the data they show now today goes back to 1950 when there was terrible reporting. Sure. And of course, and, and we got my, my associate at the CO2 coalition. He actually got an, uh, an email from the director of the data that handles that data for NOAA that said, well, yeah, actually that's a reporting. It, it's, it's increased reporting of tornadoes rather than actual tornado increase. And we got the same thing with the World Meteorological Association recently with a, a report claiming increases in severe weather. And they also admit, well, okay, well, severe weather really isn't increasing, but it, you know, and the, our chart just shows better capturing and reporting that data. Sure. Uh, your, your listeners are, are you're, they're being lied to about uh, not, not that climate change isn't happening. Of course it is. It all, the, only, the big news would be as if it wasn't. Uh, the, but the, what they're being lied to about are these negative consequences. And we're, we, I look and I see the modest increase in temperature combined with increase in CO2. It's just leaving these ecosystems that are thriving and prospering. Deserts and humanity's benefiting. Deserts are shrinking. They're not expanding. Wow. Vegetation across every ecosystem from the, the poles to the equator are are. are crushing it just increases vegetation and that's a good thing that is a good thing that helps the agricultural industry that it helps actual vegetation it helps animals thrive that's what we're all about we don't want desert barren lands where there's nothing exactly and and if you look at uh, where you are you would appreciate your your farmers that are listening to you now are probably shaking their head they would welcome a little bit of global warming means what growing seasons are lengthened that means the killing frosts stop earlier in the spring and arrive later in the fall. They can get more plantings in. Mm. Uh, you got, you, you've got farmer uh, Bob over uh, east of you that's nodding his head. Yeah, I'd like to know. I could get another planting in of my hay. I could bring in more. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't have to lose a crop early in the spring to these killing frosts. So those, that's a good thing. 
Yeah. Uh, and we're seeing that. And we're seeing, uh, again, just increases in vegetation. We just I just hired a gentleman out of India, Vijay Chairwaj. Uh, we hired a film crew over there, and we're documenting the many benefits of, of climate change in one of the hottest nations on Earth. They're breaking crop growth records. I just got the video in today. It's pretty cool. They have, he's documenting, talking with experts about Bengal tigers. Uh, and, and Bengal tigers are sort of like the polar bear, where they've been claimed the looming extinction, but yet the Bengal tiger population, just as it is with polar bears, is expanding. Uh, more Bengal tigers today than there have been for many, many decades. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. If I can digress, uh, the, the film crew and VJ stayed at a, a lodge uh, in a forest in southern India, and, and they were it had just reopened. Uh, there had been a man-eating tiger that actually had attacked, uh, well, killed one of the persons, but killed attacked two people from the lodge there. They had shut it down and ended up, uh, they think they killed the right lo- the right tiger. Uh, and I asked him, I said, well, how do you know they got the right tiger? That's what his wife, you know, you know what do you find, a right arm in his belly or something? I don't know, but... Uh, uh, but he, anyhow, they got they got great footage, and it's a, just a, a great story. We're trying to capture that around the world, the wow. benefits of, of climate change. Yeah, I mean, the climate change is helping right now, and a lot of them don't see it. we got about 30 seconds before we have to take a break here, so I want to toss this up and tease it for when we come back. But going into the cold season right now, and as everybody kind of braces for that, last year we had an extreme cold season, and are we going to see some of that? But then also, as it really put pressure on the electric grid lines all over the nation because of the extreme colds that we saw, what's that going to do for the push for the electric vehicles and for some of the electric things uh, coming up there? So we'll do that when we come back here. We'll talk with Gregory Wrightstone, uh, Inconvenient Facts, inconvenientfacts.xyz is the website. You can also check out the book. You can. Uh, do you still have the app as well? The Inconvenient Facts oh, website. Sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They tried to. T- they took it down for a while, but we got it back. It got it back. Good. All right. Uh, you can download that app as well. When we come back, we'll talk about some of that. What to look forward to it this year, and uh, is this push for apparently like electricity's the most cleanest thing you can do now with all these electric vehicles the federal government's pushing and all these electric vehicles that are. Gone, coming out, which I guess if that's what you want to do, that's all cool and all great. Mercedes just came out with one saying that you only have to charge it twice a month. That's neat, but what's that going to do to the electric grid going into the winter season? We'll do that when we come back here with Gregory Wrightstone. It's the Voice of Reason for a midweek celebration. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with the Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? 
because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. All right, you are. Welcome back into the program. Last few minutes of the show goes by way too quick. I don't care who you are. I know other shows try to say it, but we are by far the fastest growing show. Fastest hour of radio on radio. (laughs) Welcome back in. Gregory Wrightstone, he is the author of the book Inconvenient Facts and ConvenientFacts.xyz. Also with the CO2 Coalition, which you can find their website as well, CO2Coalition.org. Greg, in the last few minutes, let's talk about moving forward here. We're going into the cold season, obviously, January, February, usually, usually the coldest parts, at least here in the northern hemisphere and where we're at right now with America. But uh, I, I don't know if it's a true headline or not. I'd seen something on social media about California requesting those that may have electric cars to not charge them as often as they need to because of such a strain on the power grid. I'm Whether it's true or not, with more people getting electric vehicles and this push for this green new energy and electric vehicle stuff that's going on in the nation, eventually that's going to be an issue. And especially if we hit an extreme cold front like we did last year where it shut down the power grids for a while and they refused to open up coal plants, then how are we going to charge our electric vehicles to get to work if everybody has one? Well, that, that's a good question. A better question is, <laughs> what are you going to do? Is I'm heading, uh, I'm, I'm calling from Florida right now. Is, I came down here for the holidays, and I can't get home because all the flights have been canceled. I'm hopefully going to get back up there. But we're going back to Florida. They had I-95 shut down now for a day and a half. Well, what? How, how does an electric car work in cold weather? I'll tell you how. Not very darn well. Uh, batteries, is, I'm sure every all your, you've got a, a smart listen, listening audience. Batteries don't work very well when it's cold. Yeah. And no, no, not only that, you can't run that heater. If you're trapped in 20-degree uh, Fahrenheit or 15-degree weather or less, uh, you can't run that heater. You're just going to suck up that charge from the battery. And all those thousands uh, of vehicles that were stuck stuck on I-95 uh, for the better part of 24 hours, well, it would have just – it was – not comfortable for them. No one died. If they would all been in the electric vehicles, you'd been talking about a mass casualty event. Wow. Uh, with and it was, it's just, it just does not make sense. Um, they're basically toys to get you from A to B. If you go from home to work and it's not that far, they make it might make sense for you, uh, but it, it certainly doesn't for long long distance travel uh, or in inclement weather. Uh, so I'll ask I'll ask you, Andy, if you've got 
if you've got a 2008 Ford Taurus sitting in your garage with a full tank of gas and a 2022 brand new Tesla with a full charge, uh, and you need to get to grandma's house in Wichita or whatever, four hours from where you are, yeah. what are you going to take? And there's a snowstorm coming. What are you going to drive? It's not going to be the Tesla. Like, you're going to take, you're going to choose that Taurus. Yeah, because it's it's dependable, and if if you happen, we've all been stuck in snowstorms. I have, you have, uh, most of your listeners in the, the, live in the northern uh, latitudes. They've all been once in a while been stuck in a storm, and it, it it's pretty hard to, to survive or be comfortable at least to survive in an electric vehicle. Um, the other big thing with the electric vehicles are uh, these lithium batteries are prone to just ignite and catch fire, once they do. It's a rare event, granted, but um, it, they're almost impossible to get out. You just have to let them burn out. There have been two cities in Bavaria uh, that have banned electric vehicles in parking garages for that dangerous reason. <laughs> uh, and so just think about the think about that. If it hasn't happened yet, but it's going to. Well, in the plain states um, and the rural communities where I'm at, my big concern is, too, I, I've heard they come out with an electric truck now, too. Not sure how popular that's going to be, especially people that actually use trucks for, you know, horsepower and hauling things and, and loading things into them. Because I'm assuming that a regular gas-guzzling diesel uh, truck is going to be a little bit more powerful than a battery-powered truck that's going to try and haul a trailer or try and haul a camper or try and put stuff in the back of it. Well... I don't know about that. Uh, I understand, and I've been in the electric vehicle. They're awesome in terms of acceleration. Interesting. I, I mean, it, it just—it's it, like you're in a rocket ship. They—they, they, I mean, they're—they're. I've—I've they're, I've got a, a gentleman that's a works with us at CO2 Coalition that owns a, an auto dealership. He says, "I—I I hate selling these things, but they're awfully fun to drive." Uh, he says, "You just get this acceleration that you can't believe." <laughs> And, but but he says you know they're they're forcing me to sell these things and I'm going to be and he's he's not happy about it he loves driving that car uh, doesn't make much sense economically for for most of his customers but yeah uh, but he can afford it too sure you well know, and that's the thing I we, mean we had Pete Buttigieg we had Pete Buttigieg here a few weeks ago that said well if you don't like paying this high gasoline price prices well, all you have to do is just buy an electric vehicle well well think about that. That'd be like him saying, well, you don't like those airline rates. Just buy a private buy, jet. Buy a private yeah. jet, yeah. How affordable can it be? We're out of time, my friend. It's uh, It goes by way too quick. It's Gregory Wrightstone, Inconvenient Facts, and the CO2 Coalition. Greg, Happy New Year. It's good to talk to you, my friend. We'll do it again here real soon. Thanks, Andy. Hey, always a pleasure, my friend. That does it for us today. Podcast up in just a bit. I'm Andy Hoosier. This is The Voice of Reason. We'll see you on the radio. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.